Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Fake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Welcome to episode 27, released on uh, Christmas Day for those celebrating that holiday or for those just taking vacation. Um, I hope you're all having a good time. Uh, we decided to keep true to the releasing on a, a Thursday and um, just so happens that it is on the 25th, but I'm sure once you've eaten all your food and opened all your presents, you may have some time there to um, sit and listen to our team talking about um, what they're doing around Office 365 in the new year. So some exciting stuff that my, our team, we're all reporting through to Chris Johnson and up through up and Shah are doing around Office 365 development. We had some great updates this week. Again, everyone's being active, I think, as people are quieting down for the holiday period. A few people have been blogging some really cool stuff. The first thing I wanted to cover was um, when you go over to the Office 365 APIs in dev.office.com, there's been a bunch of people submitting some really nice samples there um, in GitHub and um, the MSN Code Gallery. The CPubbit team have been doing a great job of publishing these starter projects. Uh, there's one there for the Windows Store and the ASP.NET MVC one as well and also the Android uh, one as well. And they're working on iOS one and a bunch of other sort of projects as well. But in addition to that, some of the other teams I've been rustling around, making sure that um, we're getting some stuff going as well. So if you go in there and you're interested in looking at communicating with Office 365 APIs, those code samples definitely will get you started, along with all our great training at dev.office.com slash training, which I talk about a little bit in this show. I'm kind of on the lines of the Azure Active Directory. Porsche Finds are like an SME in the authentication developer space and has done a great um, blog post around understanding of tokens, showing some code on how to get the lifespan of the token and understanding about how that's all hanging together in Azure ACS and Azure AD. So definitely worth checking that out as well. And then Vesa, who I work with a lot from an Office 365 developer, patents and practices team lead role. Um, he's a kind of leaming, grilling, and blogging machine. Um, and this week he's announced about um, these new solution packs that I talked about in a previous show, but I thought it warranted having an additional um, kind of a shout out there as well. Definitely go and check that out. Massive amount of stuff on branding guidance, which we keep getting questions about and what we recommend. And this document goes into a lot of detail on, on what we recommend you guys doing in that space. And then on the same lines, the Office 365 Shacks in the Visual Studio team, or again, I work with a lot daily, um, has done um, a deeper explanation of the Discovery Service APIs there, and um, but has also added to the code samples he's put inside the code samples directory around um, the uh, kind of the starter kits for ASP.NET MVC, like the base example projects with the OWIN configured for the auth flow. Um, he's now written some bits to cache the discovery service stuff too, which is really cool. So definitely go and check that out if you're doing anything with um, the discovery service with the new SDKs. And then Paul Schaeflein, twice in one show, did a podcast with Andrew Connell and Chris Johnson around Microsoft Cloud Identity. I've listened to it this morning. It's a great show. And so, um, yeah, definitely kind of jump over to the Microsoft Cloud Show if you're not already listening to it. Those guys do a great job of covering kind of what's going on news-wise in Azure and also in Office 365. And then lastly, um, one of my favorite bloggers, Chris O'Brien, has written a really good piece, and we are in the process of written, writing a more official uh, piece on this, comparing you know, what's the difference or deciding between whether you do things as a SharePoint app 
or whether you do things using the Office 365 APIs and service within the My Apps page and the App Launcher within Office 365. By the time you listen to this, we should have rolled out to all tenants the Office 365 App Launcher, the App Launcher icon in the top left and the My Apps page that you can get to in the bottom right of the App Launcher window. But Chris has got some great screenshots there and some pros and cons and some code. And he also does a great job of kind of really explaining it as he does to his customers in the UK. So um, I really appreciate um, him doing that. And again, for everyone that's contributing from the community, it's um, it makes our lives a lot easier here in Redmond when you guys are giving your own voice. And um, it helps us to kind of push these things out in front of the engineers too. So please keep blogging. And if you're not hearing yourself mentioned, just reach out to me on Twitter or on the Yammer Office 365 network and, and let me know in the DevLinks group and um, I'll get you on my radar and get you in the in the show notes I mentioned in the podcast. So with that, a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. And um, we'll see you in the new year with some great new shows and some great new content. Okay, so I'm sitting in CJ's office on campus in Building One. Uh, we wanted to wrap up the year with a kind of a what our team has been up to and how busy we've been and how awesome we are and, and talk a little bit in, individually on uh, like so we get an idea of what, what we're doing for you guys so you can reach out and hassle us on Yammer and Twitter and Facebook and wherever else you reach out to us. So um, I wanted to loop around the room quickly and just introduce each other because we did do a meet the team in episode one which was 27 episodes ago when mm-hmm. we first started the show but um, it was only me, Sonia and CJ so um, we've just run around the room. CJ, you can start as you're to my left. All right. Uh, I should Chris, know who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sometimes I have to think about it. It is December, right? It is. It's it the is. end of a long year. Um, so my name is Chris Johnson. Uh, I run the developer and ISV ecosystem team here in the Office 365 group. And I started back in, uh, I'm a long time Microsofty, but started back in uh, again at Microsoft in March after a couple of year break. So uh, still relatively new back to Microsoft, but... Um, Recently passed my uh, ten year anniversary. Did you get your thing? No, not yet. Yeah, big crystal. My big crystal to kill people. That, <laughs> that comes next, apparently. So yeah, yeah. Oh hey, oh hey, folks. Hey, Jeremy. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Sonia. Jim. Yes. <laughs> this is Dave Pay here. Uh, just like Chris, I'm a longtime Microsofty. Uh, did a little bit of summer vacation uh, for about two years at another company across the pond. Um, <laughs> Uh, called Amazon. So uh, yeah, it's great to be back and, and and doing stuff here. So how long have you been at Microsoft in total? I think I'm actually coming up to my 12th year. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. It's 11 or 12. I left around 11. And always in Redmond? Always in... Uh, no, not at always in Redmond. Um, half my time was actually in the field. Yeah. And then the other half was actually with where I know most of the uh, audience is actually in the SharePoint days. Right, right. Yeah. And then a little bit of time in Link. Oh, and also I did some time in Office 365 early on working with Agave 1.0. Yeah. Agave is in the app model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sonia? Hello, Sonia Kaptiev. Um here with the Office 365 marketing team for about a year and a half now, and I just realized that I passed my nine-year anniversary oh, in wow. late November, yeah. and I Oof. forgot. So you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> One more year, you get the. One more year, and I get the. It's yeah. like crystal. It's just like birthdays, right? After yeah. a while, yeah. Sort of like, oh yeah. yeah. You start denying it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still yeah. 25. What are you talking about? That's right. And prior to being in the marketing team, was out in the field as a SharePoint developer. Grew up on all the versions of SharePoint. For all its sins. Yes. And Jim? Hi, I'm Jim Epps. I'm the newest member of Chris's team. I joined in the summer. Before that, I was in product planning, 
supporting the link product for a while. I then, after that, did business planning, uh, supporting some of our reseller channels. And I started out at Microsoft eight years ago in the hardware group. So I've had quite a quite a variety of jobs. Uh, and I'm focused on store marketing, uh, developer enablement around um, e-commerce. So I'm really excited to, to be joining. I actually did some business planning work when I was on the business planning team, looking at the office business model and saw so much potential when where it is today to what it could be that decided it was time to take the challenge, take the challenge and actually get my hands dirty and, and, and make the experience a better one. So it seems like Chris is the only person who has a name that no one struggles with, although no one ever going to email you because it's telling me Chris Johnson's. Yeah, that just, is the... As you pronounce your surname, I've had the other day, someone's like, oh, do you know this Jim Eppies guy? Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get it. And then lot, yeah. everyone just avoids your surname and just calls you Sonia. <laughs> exactly. And then Dave, I actually had Dave P the other day, and I was like, who? <laughs> Um, I think we should just change Jim's last name to Apps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll brand it. That's how you pronounce it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so, well, I appreciate you guys all getting the show. Yeah, exactly. I know we're all busy wrapping up for the end of the year, but um, I thought it'd be a bit of fun to talk about like what we've been working on most recently and what we're kind of proud of personally as kind of the delivery and the team, and then also like coming out of the new year and sobering up and losing some weight after eating too much. Um, what you're going to be targeting for kind of like January, February, March. Um, Obviously, all of us are going to be kind of heads down, I guess, on Ignite as our big Ignite and build as a big target for us from a developer side. But Mm -hmm. um, uh, let's start. I'm going to pick on Dave first in terms of what what you've been working on and what you can kind of be like staking the ground and go, this is what we've delivered as part of the the whole Office 365 dev story and, and how it impacts people that are listening. I like how CJ put it. If you want access to pre-release stuff, come talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the uh, Office 365 uh, developer preview program. And that really is is an outreach and also an an engagement process where we can work with our ISVs and our developers to actually get access to early uh, pre-release bits on the surface itself also the client, and we're looking at making sure that we can actually scale out what we have currently, which is a test canary. It's a pre-release environment where our developers can actually um, build their software, test their software, and then work with us on giving us feedback about the early pieces. We're also planning for next year to actually ramp up on um, doing some dev kitchens, being able to take some our APIs and, and span past those and actually get developers into some new scenarios and then be able to give a report back on how things are working. We're also going to be looking at a little bit of some IT pro security or what we call APIs. That will help a lot of some um, new IT user, end user management reporting, all these kind of APIs to be developed and early on on that kind of stuff for our requirements. I think a big one also is to work with the SharePoint team on getting that office graph into the environment and Everyone that. wants that, right? Yeah, I think Satya today. So the the today. push, not the, the get. Yeah, yeah. I think Satya picked the, the Delve as his favorite app uh, in a press release today. Wow, really? Yeah. Nice. So he's like quoting the Office 365 APIs as the most strategic API in Microsoft. And now he's picked Delve as his favorite app. That uh, says something about the direction, right? We're a productivity company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a few buzzwords he used there. So I'm going to call you out on a few of them. Canary. Canary, yes, yes, just like a canary in a coal mine in the olden days. So our canary farms are in between what the developers are building, which is an internal farm, and then the, the code base is then shipped to our canary 
farm, and then you can actually deploy your software and get see pre-release uh, uh, features. Um, and then if there's an issue with your software, we'd love you guys to open up um, a connect bug. It's got to be reproducible, but you know we have instructions on how to file bugs, and then we'll actually uh, assign an a beta escalation engineer to actually help triage that bug and, and get it into our uh, engineering teams. That's cool. And so that program is going to evolve into the early parts of next year as you're growing it out to yeah, we love more to, people, right? We love to grow it to have more partners, have more developers, and then eventually uh, be able to get more feedback from just developers in general. It's been valuable so far in terms of that feedback loop with the ISVs poking at it. And it's been useful from my side with the training content in like seeing what questions people ask to get it working so that we can uh, kind of have that in the doco and stuff to make sure that we're covering off those those angles so that we're answering as many as the questions without actually waiting for them to be asked in the Yammer forums or, or whatnot. Yeah, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, we're always looking at ways to actually improve it, um, working across group efforts and, and seeing how we can actually uh, use it to actually build the right set of APIs and, and get feedback yeah. on APIs. And then one other buzzword, Dev Kitchen. I know what that is because I did one when I was at Avpoint, but what's a Dev Kitchen? Uh, the goal of the Dev Kitchen is really to have an intense one or two day experience, um, primarily in the Redmond campus, where you get access to some really early APIs and you uh, you work with PM buddies. These would be the, the program managers that are leading the effort around uh, an API spec. And then you bring your products to our campus and we actually try to design and architect a potential uh, new feature, new product for a partner. And then our goals after that would be to try to work with the partners to potentially be a launch partner at one of our events. Yeah, and that was really cool for TechEd Europe. Like that, I thought it was a really successful event in terms of the ISVs being there right next to the engineers. And, you know, it stumped some of the engineers. We didn't think you'd do it like that. And then there'd be a whiteboard and then actually, no, this will work this way. Or, okay, we need to add this to our roadmap. So that, I think those things are really valuable to get in there early, which is cool. Yeah, and it was great to actually see the like the Visual Studio teams actually working with the SharePoint folks, with yeah, the Exchange right. folks. Azure like we, guys. Azure guys, yeah. AD. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. great to see a cross-group effort working with our partners. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing more of that. And I'm sure there's going to be some exciting groups next year that we had to get their hands on their preview stuff. So Yeah, we're excited cool. about it and growing yeah. this program. And Sonia, what have you been working on? Just a small little site called devs.office.com. The, the best site in the world. <laughs> this is the best site in the world. Um, really trying to focus and get one central location of resources for all of our devs working on anything Office 365 platform related. Getting them um, one spot to go to to get all of their training references, the code samples that are now filterable, um, one place to go to to understand how to actually on-ramp and get started. So landing all of those things. And so how long has that been going on? That's been like your effort for a while now, right? Right. So we launched uh, quietly in July, and then we went uh, we went big around August with some of the social media buzz around it. But really, I would say it took off right after TechEd. It looks awesome. It's cool to have something like that solid. And, you know, you, it's cool when you walk around the events and you see people looking at the website yep. when you're talking about it. Uh, it's definitely, a, you can see people seeing the value in grabbing that information and, and being able to discover it a lot easier than they have been in the past. Because there's so much content out there, but it's like how we draw it all in and making it accessible exactly. in an easy way. Exactly. Yeah, we had stuff everywhere, right? Yeah. We had stuff on MSDN, we had training content on MBA, and it was challenging to find all of it as it related to Office 365 development in the past. So 
it's nice to have one spot to point everybody to. So if people had feedback for you on devthedropist.com, where would they go to give you that feedback? They could find me on Twitter or yeah. Yammer, yeah. or uh, they could submit it on user voice under yeah. Um, content. Yeah, so the user voice site is accessible. Actually, they're all accessible via devtheoffice.com on the homepage, right? Yes, they are. So right under goes, the community what section. What do you mean by the Yammer? And I'm like, well, we have this group called Office 365 Network. Yep. So I always just go click on the button on, on yep. devtheoffice.com. Yeah, it's right on the homepage. Yeah. All of our community links are right on the homepage. And so what's the future of Sonia 2. 2015. Um, really just focused around the build and ignite events and making them absolutely awesome for the attendees and the devs giving them more resources, easier on-ramping, more guidance around how to get started across all of the various technologies and our preview SDKs that we released, and hopefully we'll have more. Yeah. And some uh, surprises up our sleeve as well to make it really fun. And have you picked out a good party place for us in Chicago yet? Working on it, okay. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I did notice that the events team that are running it all up were in Chicago this week, and yep. a few of them are friends on Facebook, and it looked like they found a really good place last night, so... I made a note of that, so we'll definitely be hitting that one up when we're there. Absolutely. And then obviously San Francisco, you can't really complain for a build. No, too. no. There are plenty uh, of options there. And Jim, what have you been working on? Well, since I started in the summer, um, I have a lot of balls in the air. One early win is actually not directly story-related. It's all about developer onboarding. We know that we make it too hard for, for people that are wanting to dip their toe into Microsoft developer office development to get all the resources they need, a dev tenancy, Azure credits, um, all the various services. And so, um, and we also put up too many paywalls. And so one of the things we're doing is looking at making that less difficult. And an, an early win was uh, we now have a year-long developer tenancy yeah. uh, that anyone can get. Right now we have to help you get it, but it'll become self-serve, we hope, with Sonia's help on the dev.office.com site in the new year. And we're not stopping there. We're also looking at some of the identity issues we present and the sign-up path, et cetera. So really try to make it more seamless for everybody. So that's an early win. Um, in terms of Christmas presents I want to leave under the tree uh, for <laughs> next year, uh, a lot of things will start landing in January. So we're going to have a new storytelling capability on the store where people will be able to actually have customer evidence videos and be able to drive um, Microsoft SMB salespeople. So our own internal sales team can take customers there and say, look what you can do on this new Office 2013 platform you couldn't do before. And, and so you can actually have your customers telling, singing your praises on this site, which we'll provide in, in stock with with uh, video cool. assets and whatnot. We do it for our own Office 365 products. We have um, customer evidence stories, and they're super compelling, and so we know it works because we do it for our own products. Um, so that's one. Another one is we know we don't do enough to help you convert prospects into and leads into actual business. We are working on, on fixing that. We're building a canonical trial app, which will have all sorts of hooks into it to help people do reviews, to drive them to um, submit feedback, to help call out features that are only available in your premium version, to do upsell, et cetera. Uh, right now, we, we, we've left that to some extent to the ISVs, and some of them have figured it out, but you know, it's a significant investment of time yeah. and effort. So we're trying to take that and cook it and bake it up into a, a set of recipes and actual code samples that you can folks can do it moving on more readily so out of the box. So like, have like the I has cheeseburgers app open sourced with licensing <laughs> built in? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not quite exactly like that, but in, in effect, it, to really... The model is it's not enough that you build the app and you stick it in the store, right? Then you have to drive people to it and you have right. to get them to buy. And that's where we really have to do a lot more. You know, we, we've worked a lot on the guts of how the app behaves, but not then how do you turn those people who are interested into paying customers. Right, right. And so that's what we're going to do in the coming year. That's cool. So those are two boxes I hope to leave under yeah. the tree. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing the work you've been doing for the training stuff that I've been running, um, and having a specific store course will be awesome. Exactly, um, one on the trial lab. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. another thing we'll, that'll be launching in January yeah. is a whole set of course modules on how to build for the store, how to make sure you don't get stuck in the validation process, and best practices, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah the guys are coming to the studio in early January to do that, so that'll be out shortly afterwards, which will be cool. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's good. It's been good seeing the store grow. I think in general, like, Maybe later on we'll ask who's it, what your favorite app is in the store as well, so you can stop thinking. Um, so from my perspective, what have I been doing? Well, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff, but I think the one I wanted to call out was the Git stuff. Not Jeremy is a Git, as CJ has written on the whiteboard, but in terms of uh, GitHub and the fact that when I first got here, there was a lot of stuff I was seeing, engineers that have built that were being demoed internally, or that were being used at conferences that we never actually got and shared anywhere. And so I just went around with a whipping stick, either stealing it off them in USBs or getting like creating the repo for them and getting them to commit it mm -hmm. and having to teach them how to use Git, which has been an interesting journey in terms of people being so tied up in TFS here and uh, not really knowing what Git is and how to commit and how to branch and how to do pull requests and stuff. So that's been interesting. Um, Andrew Connell's definitely been a big help there with the smart gear app, which I'm using now, which has made things a lot easier in terms of approving this stuff. But um, there's been a huge amount of samples now that the community have now taken on, branched, and submitted the pull requests for, which has been great. So we've had like Cordova and Xamarin apps gone out, which people have taken, extended, um, where they've done a demo at a user group or something on it and improved it, and then resubmitted it back. There's all of the usual suspects, and apparently did a great job at Summit, Richard Desriga. He did do a free He has a USB it. with about 100 samples on him. So I'm just calling him out because I know he listens to the show. Um, I think I've got 10 out of him so far, but he has a wealth of stuff which we need to get off of him. Um, so I think we just need to get him up here in early January and um, Raiders get, him to, yeah, nice. get him to commit all the repos of everything that he's got in goodness. But the idea being is, is that it's great that we have the MSDN documentation, which is more like the here are all the methods, here are all the properties, go crazy. Um, and we've got the training videos, but being able to just pull down a sample and F5 it and sit running and then just step through the code and making that pull it down an F5 as easy as possible. There's a lot of people that learn like that. That's certainly the way I learn. I'm not going to sit there and read through doco or maybe I'll skim for a video, but just being able to poke around at things is the way I learn. So that's why we're kind of trying to take that thing of having as many samples as we can, can down there. And then next year, the big thing that Vesa Evening and... Bert Janssen and Schumann and Frank Moresco and Steve Walker have been doing is, uh, with a bunch of other people around them, is this Patents and Practices initiative, which is on a similar line, open sourced, and it's all about how you, as a SharePoint developer of old, full trust code or sandbox solution, transform your code into how you would do it, exactly the same thing in the app model. And it's mainly been driven by MCS, and we've had a few podcasts recently from um, Bert and Frank and um, Ernie, no, Schumann, <laughs> I got one giggle, good. <laughs> and they had done some stuff talking about what they've been doing around PMP. But what we're going to do is we're going to package that up and provide it to partners and uh, to actually go out and, and train their internal people. But also we'll get the field people in each of the regions that will be able to train up groups of partners so that there'll be more people aware of how to work with customers that have got this full trust code, but they want to move to the app model because they either want to move off of full trust code because they've seen that we're putting a lot of effort and focus into the app model, or really it's more about being able to move to Office 365 without being stuck on uh, on-premises where we only support full trust code. So there'll be a lot of work in the early part of next year to 
get a bunch of hands-on labs and virtual machines set up so that people can actually run through taking an old, you know, 2010 box or a 2013 box and break open the full trust code and convert it based on following the hands-on lab to an app model piece of code. So that's going to be a bit of fun working with those guys because they've got a wealth of experience there and it's nice to get my hands dirty getting the dev side and out of PowerPoint a little bit. Good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And CJ, what have you been doing? Oh, it's been a really busy year. Like, um, we really got the team together in uh, March. So it was about the beginning of March when I joined and, and um, Sonia was obviously here before that and uh, Dean, who's uh, moved into a different group at Microsoft, was also here. And so between them, they really focused on the developer and the app store space for the most part, but it wasn't until like March till we really sort of got the whole this whole group together. And so I would say... You know, the last, it's probably been, and it's been about 10 months, 9 to 10 months in total now, but I'm just really proud of what we've managed to accomplish. Like, we've, we've all picked one thing here to really talk about, you know, in terms of what we've been focused on, but I think that really short changes the amount of work that everybody's been doing. And I, to summarise what I think we've been up to since March, you know, the period that I can really comment on, I'd say it's fair to say that we have, we've been mostly focused on catching up and we realize that we haven't given developers what they need or done enough justice to development in Office 365 for sort of the, the two years preceding uh, this one. And so I think like the first, this first nine months is for the most part has been all about playing catch up, like just getting to table stakes about what our developers need. And so I think whether, you know, if you're a brand new developer or a expert developer, you know, things that everybody on this team's worked on, you'll, you'll end up coming across, right? And it's everything from, you know, the work that Sonia's been working on around the, the dev.office.com site, which is like the first, you know, the front door to becoming a developer in Office 365, or then, you know, moving on to the work that Jim's been working on around getting the tools and the and the tenancy and things like that for being able to do development through to, you know, learning about the development that you've been working on, Jeremy, with MVA and the work we've done with Microsoft Virtual Academy and all the training about them becoming a knowledgeable developer and then through to building a whole sort of business and getting it out through the store or through some other channel and then into what Dave's been working on, which is really about, you know, hand-holding more mature ISVs that need early access to our bits to make sure that they can, that their products continue to work well and can give us early feedback and things. So, you know, all through that life cycle, we've now got people focused on making sure we're doing the right thing for developers right from the beginning of when you first want to become a developer to getting all the tools to get then getting all the training and then the sort of the the stability of your solutions and things longer term. And so, to be honest, you know, we've been running a million miles an hour. But it sort of feels like we're in a really good spot now. And I'm, I think moving into next year, it's where the fun really starts, which is, you know, now we get to do all the cool, fun stuff that we've all that we've had on the back burner for a long time. But we've been, you know, just doing a ton of work to get everything in order. And now we get to move on and do the fun stuff. So hopefully 2015 will, uh, will prove to be another very fruitful year for the team and, um, and for developers in the ecosystem. Cool. So around the room, we'll start with Dave. Favorite app in the store? You know, I'm actually gonna, I, I was just on a partner call 
And uh, Pratish, who's on the exchange, he's a PM leader on the team. Right, yeah. He actually um, did an awesome demo with the Salesforce application. The, which the serious? The new one? No, 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 the, no. The actual Salesforce, Salesforce app. application. Oh, is that yeah. right? Blew my socks off. Like, really? I was like, oh, that is so sexy. Okay. Like, it had visualization, it, it had flow, it looked modern, it was just gorgeous. Cool. So, so they've been working closely with the cheating. Guys, it's, I it's, totally am. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not in the store yet. It was demoable. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took a screenshot of it. So, like, uh, I'll share it with you guys. <laughs> You'll share the screenshot. It's yes. very nice of you. <laughs> you get to see all the bleeding edge stuff in the preview program. That's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But I want to get the demo. I mean, it's, it just resonates. Yeah. How about you, Sonia? I'll go more practical. The Poll Everywhere app, right? I love that thing. We use it in every single session. Yeah. What does it do? It polls the audience <laughs> in? in PowerPoint, and yeah, it shows you, you the live uh, the live results, right? So you can see things updating as soon as people vote. It's did, awesome. Did you use it in the keynote that you did recently? I did. How many votes did you get? Because we should have a competition of like who can get the most votes for a poll. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Nice. I don't recall. Somewhere around 20. Oh, yeah. Pocket change. Yeah, I know. And how do people vote? So, um, using yeah. their um, cell phones. They just text a code. We actually had a lot of engagement in the one that me and Rob Efforts did at mm-hmm. SharePoint, uh, the dev intersections in Vegas. I think we had, it was like 350 people vote out of an audience of 1,500. Oh, so that was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but unfortunately, I lost. We did we did 15 <laughs> demos in the session, which was a lot to get for in a keynote. And every single demo was listed as a vote. So the audience voted on what their favorite demo was. And Rubble One with the Microsoft Graph demo. Man. And if you haven't seen the Microsoft Graph demo, go to devlinoffice.com slash training. And it's the Office 365 de- developer overview or kickoff session, sorry. Um, you can see it near the end of that session. It's pretty cool. Jim, which one's your favorite? I'm going to go old school. Old school? Old school, yeah. It's an app that's been in the store for a while now, the uh, the PayPal app, which, uh, rides yeah. a, which has a template. It rides alongside Excel. And I like it because it's very simple to demo, and it also is something I actually use. It's It uh, lets you right within the body of the Excel experience, create invoices, manage them, edit them, recreate them, and, you know, with slight tweaks, uh, and then even track um, payment. Send reminders, you can accept payment, um, all with, without ever leaving the Excel environment. And the app is free, as well as even the ability to collect payments is free if you're not using PayPal as the payment mechanism. If you're using, say, someone sends you a check or pays you offline, you can still capture that. And it integrates beautifully with their online site as well. So if you're creating templates uh, I'm sorry, uh, invoices in the online site, you can view those in, within Excel as well. So it's really a nice illustration of an app plus. Uh, so you're like your moonlighting job where you're selling moonshine. You can exactly use right. Yeah, keep it off the books by people sending me you know, paying cash. Don't actually run it through PayPal. It works beautifully. It's great. Um, one I expect to be one of my favorites. It's not yet in the store. I'll cheat like Dave. Is the Pick Hit Me app with uh, uh, for yeah. PowerPoint yeah. because now we just turned Microsoft has turned off their their clip art service. Uh, and so now you have to go to basically what you can find in Bing search. And so this is really going to vastly enhance the ability of people to inject photos uh, into their PowerPoint, pre- which is one of the most common things that anyone uses PowerPoint for, right? And so to have this app serving up a completely rights-cleared set of pre-rights-cleared images, you don't have to worry about copyright or getting in trouble with you know, logos or anything like that. That's that's a pretty powerful thing to be able to do. So I look, they have a version now for... For Word, but this is going to be, you know, I think this will take it to the next level when it's going to be available for PowerPoint. 
Oh, sorry. Banging, the, banging the table. Banging the table. I was so excited. <laughs> For anyone that's turned the volume down on their headphones. Yeah. <laughs> they also have a liking feature so that once you have those pictures up there, you can actually see which which one actually is getting a lot more votes. Oh, it's so yeah. a gamification thing. Gamification. Yeah, that's yeah, really awesome. really cool. And what yeah. is pickhitme? Yeah, pickhit.me. Uh, okay. Which is actually their domain as well. Yeah, that's cool. They're one of our launch partners for uh, Ticket. That's right, for Ticket, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. For me, I really, really like what DocuSign have done with the store. I think it shows the fact that, you know, what would have been, I'm jumping out of the context of Office and jumping into the DocuSign app and being able to do that directly in the Office client without re leaving it much like what you just said with Picket Me is really, really cool because productivity-wise, you don't think it's going to be that much saving, but it really is when you're signing the POs or whatever, it's just so quick to just be able to click the button and it just automatically signs it. And I think the most compelling ones I'm seeing that end users are liking are those ones where either you're in Outlook and you don't have to leave it and you touch a button and it just, boom, it's in. And then so I think that's why the Salesforce stuff will be really cool too from that scenario. How about you, CJ? Um, I would have to say I've got a couple of favorites. In Outlook, I would probably say Insightly is one that people should check out. Mm. So um, I don't use it because it's not specifically targeted at, at sort of what I do. But I think for, for small, medium businesses and folks out there, it'll be really interesting. It basically, it gives you a whole bunch of information about people that are sending you email. So the organization and things like that and what uh, all the information out there about the, about the person. Similar sort of vein is um, LinkedIn as well. So I think they're working on version two of their Outlook app at the moment. And that's basically, you know, similar vein, you can you get an email in your inbox and you can click on people's names in Outlook and then the LinkedIn app will show you, you know, who sent you the mail and if you're friends with them on, or if you're connected to them on LinkedIn um, and then you can sort of send them a request right there if you're not connected to them already. Those both save like context switching out of Outlook mm -hmm. into, you know, having to open a browser and go to LinkedIn then look them up and then connect with them. You can do it right from within Outlook. That's cool. And, I, and they work, uh, you know, whether you're in Outlook on the desktop or in OA in the browser or in OA for iPhone or iPad and things like that. And uh, I'll start with you, <coughs> CJ. What's the one thing you're looking forward to on Christmas Day, food or drink-wise? And what do you want under the, under the tree? And bearing in mind, oh, this thing will come out Christmas Day, so you can't, like, drop hints to your wife or anyone I've, I've, on presents. I, I think it's pretty – I have dropped lots and lots of hints. Uh, <laughs> already, so that's, should, this should be no surprise. I am um, – I'm currently – I can't believe I'm going to admit to this, but uh, I am totally geeking out over a game <laughs> called Elite right now, which is like a space simulator game by these dudes in the UK from Frontier Developments. It's like for any sci-fi space nerd, it's just a complete go-to game. And um, so I've spent way too much money already on um, <laughs> on new equipment, <laughs> like computer and screens and all these sorts of things, and, uh, and including joysticks to, to use with this thing. And so what I want for Christmas is a pair of flight simulator pedals <laughs> for under my desk so that I've got pedals to go with my my HOTUS, my, uh, it's a throttle and, uh, and flight stick uh, to sort of complement the set. 
I, I joked with my wife that I wanted to build a, um, a replica 747 cockpit in our house. Um, <laughs> Didn't get that across the line. I'm pretty sure I, the only thing I'd be seeing on Christmas Day is the doorstep, <laughs> if that was the case. So, so I think I'm having to draw the line at that, but a pair of flights and pedals. Do a building in the shed when it's minus two outside might not be that much fun. Yeah, I've threatened it. And I've, found to have, I've even found old like DC-3 cockpits on eBay that... Um, I thought would fly, but Far no, up. not so good. Suddenly, <laughs> torch cutting the metal, hauling that stuff inside. <laughs> awesome. I was going to stick it to the outside of the house. <laughs> yeah, takes it to a whole new level. Totally. totally. And food and drink. What's the what will you look forward to on Christmas Day? Ah, uh, I'm not much of a foodie to be honest. So, like this whole the whole dinner thing doesn't really excite me very much, but the dessert does. So, old school fruit-based brandy Christmas puddings from, um, I don't know if it's a thing here, but in the UK where my dad is from, it's a big deal. Back home in New Zealand, it's a big deal, which is strange because you eat these huge Christmas dinners in New Zealand too, but it's the middle of summer and you're usually at a beach. So it's completely bizarre. But so I think, yeah, big fruity brandy-based Christmas pudding is my go-to thing. Nice. Dave? I I don't have a lot of uh, Christmas... Tree uh, pieces. I would say for me, it's actually just get this freaking ski season started. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Washington. Uh, yeah, yeah. Over the last week is yeah. ski season. CJ's posting photos of himself with ski masks on at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's late. Like, get, get the gates open. Let us go park up there and jump off the cliffs. Yeah, yeah. Let, let the powder go. That'd be fun. Yeah, pow days. Um, <laughs> For food-wise, I drive my family crazy. I'm just, for me, the comfort food, perfect comfort food for me on, on Christmas is actually a hot bowl of ramen noodle. Um, <laughs> so I literally, you easy to please. Yes, yes, awesome. I pack my family, my wife and daughter are kicking, saying, we can go get some better food. I'm like, no, we're going to go have a hot bowl of ramen noodle. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Sonia? So I just splurged. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just splurged on a ton of tri equipment uh, along with a new road bike. So I'm really not expecting much of anything present wise. I'm I'm pretty set. Maybe some vacation plans for next year after build and ignite. <laughs> <laughs> Food wise, yeah, nothing nothing in particular. Maybe just a glass of wine and relaxing and nothing. Uh, nowhere to be and nowhere to go. Too stressful. Exactly, Jim. Hmm. Mine is more experiential in nature because I have a bunch of stuff too. I don't, I don't think I need any more stuff. Um, I'm going back east uh, with my girlfriend to visit her family in DC and I have a bunch of friends in the area and many of them haven't met her yet and I'm in the process of getting engaged. So, Whoa. Yeah. so the gift will be having dinner with and drinks with friends. And How, do you, how are you in the process of getting engaged? Well, engaged we're picking out a ring. Oh, okay. the, 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 the conclusion is foregone unless I really screw things up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There will be weekly like, updates. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like go cheap on the ring. But, I was going to uh, say, yeah. if you're going to do this before Christmas Day. So yeah, you, no, do you know whether she wants a big ring or she wants a small high quality she ring? Wants, she wants both. She, she wants a uh, sapphire, Yeah, which which is good. They're not, they're not as expensive as diamonds. But, <laughs> but she wants a big one. So... Yeah, no, so we're, we're in the process of picking out our design Oof. and all that. So it's going to be custom made. This is, that's why it's oh, nice. in process. Meet the, friend, nice. meet the friends, yeah. I reckon, is nearly as stressful as meet the parents. Yeah, I met her. I, her parents are out here, so, yeah. but her sister is in D.C. So, yeah, and she's met my mom already. That's the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> so we're over that hurdle. And then so, food and drink. Food and drink. Um, love me a good, rich 
glass of red wine. So cool. yeah, I'm, I'm a collector a little bit. So be trying out some some uh, East Coast, probably some Spanish wines. Yeah, nice. DC's got a heap of that too. And then myself. Well, I've just gone and bought a really expensive bike as well, so I don't think there's going to be very much on the tree, except maybe the bill for the really expensive bike. Um, pair so, of gloves for the winter ride. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was very cold yesterday. It was minus two. I was wearing, like, way too much gear. That's like that's like 38 Fahrenheit, it was. No. No. two is, like, under 30. 32. Zero is 32. 30. So it's, like, 28-ish. 28-ish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, it was cold <laughs> last night. It, it gave me motivation to ride very quickly up the hill and back down the hill. But anyway, so that, I think that will be my Christmas present to myself. So that's what Santa's going to bring. And I've been dropping hints about a few things. And then food-wise, cooked ham for me. I didn't oh, get yeah. it on Thanksgiving. I got turkey on Thanksgiving. And I was, I was promised a cooked ham. So for Ham's me, I can good. sit there and just destroy a whole ham on my own in one nice. sitting. No problems. <laughs> So that will be that will be my lot for sure. So um, okay, well we'll wrap up because we're we're hitting on the thirty minute mark. So thanks very much for taking time out of your busy schedules to um, introduce yourselves and make yourselves familiar with the, uh, the podcast guys. And uh, we'll get you on the shows later next year to talk a bit more detail about like the preview program and what you're doing around building Ignite and the store and whatever CJ happens to be working on later of the month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. And um, yeah, happy Christmas and a very happy new year to everyone. And we'll uh, see you in the new year with the start of a new show. So thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays. holidays. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com WACDEV, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 Technical Network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.